Welcome back to Fly Over Territory Podcast in our season five. I know, season five debut. Yeah, nuts. I know I had to quick look look at my phone real quick to to confirm that. Uh, season five. Uh, season four was a short season, uh, rightfully so. Um, but we are back with a renewed commitment. I feel like it's a Scott Boris esque spin to how we predict 2023 will go for Fiverr territory. But uh, as always, with uh, co-host Dave, or your co-host Woody, but uh, Dave, how are we, how we feeling? Season five, season five, and we should we should note the date. <laughs> That's, that's in, fair. Uh, that's fair. In January, as we're having this conversation here, January fifteenth, uh, midpoint on what has turned out to be a very interesting Minnesota Twins baseball month, if not maybe week, uh, here in <laughs> uh, this part of the country. As well, I, I'm still just flabbergasted by the five Woody, like that. Just that. Right. That. I that know, amazes it's a me. Nuts. That, yeah. I'm going to take some pride in that. All right, all uh, right. Five years, and but let's come back to that theme here and maybe think about our, our, our versions of ourselves five years ago, especially in light of <laughs> Carlos Correa signing a six-year, $200 million guaranteed contract. And don't forget those vesting options. Hey. Uh, but, yeah, Woody, this is this – is, we are – I think it's a good time to make mention that Pitchers and catchers report February 14th. So really, we're a month away from baseball activities really ramping up. Yeah. And we're we're coming to you all on a relatively mild night here in Minnesota. And we're fresh off the heels of the only other team of consequence, because I think the Timberwolves will implode at some point in time, uh, just having lost their NFC uh, playoff game so you know just encouraging everyone out there just to start pulling up those roto champ pages start taking deep dives and getting to know your 2023 minnesota twins led by at the top of it apparently carlos correa is a twin for life woody well the minnesota twins told me that he's back home <laughs> uh, which I thought was an interesting show. I, I think everyone was like super pumped super excited there was like welcome home like uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't think that's I, what I would have said, but sure. And I think there's there's tons and tons of ink being spilt uh, because this really has dominated like the baseball news wires for the last two weeks here, and, and I think rightfully so. It is a incredible tale of just this narrative is incredible. You like just pause and think like he's he's what hours away from the press conference where he's announced as the Giants cornerstone for the next 13 seasons and then he's got his family in a hotel room like I I want to get to that question about like how is he going to respond to all this and as a professional like knowing yeah, that two yeah. clubs kind of and I don't know if the Giants are going to get as much ire and and we'll talk about the September date that the New York Mets will be here in Minnesota but I, I just I part of me feels for Carlos Correa and like this up and down voyage that it's taken him to get his contract and his family's future and all of that but it also is just this this hilarious kind of winding road of intrigue and as a as a Minnesota Twins fan I think that's what you and I had said before we hit record what he was like let's let's go through like how this has 
impacted us because of course that's that's what we do on this so if anybody's <laughs> interested how dave and woody were trying to like process all of this but i think it speaks to the larger twins fan base of you know wow i just just sit there and think about the fact that the twins have gone out and signed a player to a 200 million dollar six-year deal guaranteed money with enough options and availability that he'll be here for 10 years correct uh and on top of last season 11 years you know one of the premier free agents in baseball is going to wear a twins jersey even if they're the new versions which we also should touch base oh yeah on the new the new versions of jerseys that the twins are gonna be rolling out but yeah i what do you what 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 went through your and i don't know was it is it only last week is it been just a week or is (sighs) it's it it both feels like it was yesterday but also like maybe it was two weeks ago a while while ago (laughs) i think it was last week it was last week early on uh that the rumblings, rumors really picked up, and then at, we did some. We we shout out to many other Twins fans we talked to who provided a lot of additional insights about the the location <laughs> and the arrival to Minnesota early on of Boris and Correa when they signed or when they when the deal was announced and then officially signed that that following Wednesday. So it must have been Tuesday to Wednesday, right? It might. That's yeah. Past physical five days ago, so that would have been Wednesday. So yeah, that Tuesday was like a big Tuesday morning. Yeah. Was the, the, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of texting yeah. back and forth between the two of us. And and over then, the yeah. weekend, it was kind of like there was like there's steam. There was like these like random like articles or tweets that like we would like everyone was like making. I feel like when I say everyone, like literally the Twins fan base was like making everyone aware of of like, hey, just so you know, this guy. I don't know if it was Dan Hayes or whoever. It was just like, yeah. somebody is reporting that, like... There's a team... There's another team in conversations and, yeah, this, with, like, with Boris and Korea. The Mets deal was announced so fast after the Giants deal fell through. And we didn't even know if the Giants deal was dead. It was just like, hey, they have some issues. But, like, yeah. you don't... You don't announce a press conference for your biggest signing in club history and then announce that we're delaying it and then announce that we don't necessarily know what's going on. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, like you don't do all that stuff where it's like, oh, but we feel great about the player and like him, him like committing to a contract here. Like you're yeah. very much negotiating at that yeah. point, and like you have nothing to say, and you're just having to like say something because you're like, well, all these people just had to like turn around and go back home. <laughs> and then yeah, and then the Mets swooped in like within I think 48 hours yeah. that gets announced, yeah. and then same deal it was like two weeks, but like. It was it was one of those things though, but the Mets were smarter at least, and they like didn't say anything until. I think their owner came out and was like said something about it. There, yeah. What what was what was his line? He had he had a couple different things. Like this is we just need one last thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he was talking more about the club. Like yeah. we just need one more piece, and this is it. Yep. Yeah, it was over the top. It takes us over the top. All these things, and then all of a sudden, I think he came back out. Was like, you know, if like something about negotiating of like, oh, I think it was like he. It was either he said it himself or told a reporter through whatever of he was frustrated that the negotiations were yes like yeah. taking yep. us too long or something yeah. like it's just frustrated the negotiations it was like, like Mets frustration grows yeah grows or, or whatever like and it's like wait a minute you guys don't have an agreement like that yeah. that was like that was like everyone just like didn't you, wasn't that the whole thing yeah. yep. you like he's moving to third it's Lindor it's, yeah. it's like a rerun of it's the it's the Queen's version of the Jeter A-Rod stuff and all these things and whatever and it's like oh 
you guys never agreed to like as soon as that happens like we just went through this with the giants like oh you're not he's not signed there either yeah and then it's like well all the other teams that had money signed guys yeah it's kind of just us just like yep. waiting yep uh, insert that meme of I forget what the guy. It's the guy behind the tree with his hands or whatever, and in the, in the, I think it's a pink suit and just like licking his lips and just waiting. It's like I feel like this is the twins approach this whole time. Like we're not paying three hundred, but we also know his ankle's pretty weird. Like, yeah, it was like that was it. And this is you know listening to and, and trying to process all this. It seemed like the the common consensus is the twins stayed in touch i think that's what boris said during the the late press conference yeah. which i watched a little bit of like at work and i just i had it up and like some colleagues walked past yeah. and, like baseball fan colleagues yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like this is this is pure comedy like just that and it might be genuine but it's also <laughs> the, the ridiculousness of the whole optics of it and you know again like what you had said like He's home or welcome home. It's just like, no, we we, we were third here, yeah. but also, that's I don't think that's a bad thing. No. I, I I really don't. And it you no. they stayed in it, they got this done, and the the jury is out as any deal of this magnitude in terms of length, in terms mm-hmm. of the dollars that are spent by the organization need and are going to be under more scrutiny than your you know, three-year Chris Paddock exp- extension. You know, it's just that that's that's the nature of these deals. That's they're for this caliber of player. And it, we're going to, we're gonna, over the next six years, see what happens. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I would love to kind of leave with this, at least to, to make sure my, you know, you can, you can think what you will of all this physicals and all those kinds of things, but the, the twins just made the decision to, to put forth what ultimately became the best offer and yep. got Correa for six years and ended this dramatic saga that still is kind of at the top of the MLB news in mid January. And, and it's, I, I, I'm, I'm reveling in it. I have yeah. found over the last week, more and more of my energy is going towards like just listening to anybody who's got anything to say about this. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, I think it's, yeah, sure. Third choice, but he's here and he's going to be here for a while. And it's something that Twins fans or baseball, in terms of Minnesota, mm-hmm. never seen anything like this before. And I think that is huge, huge a need, a large need to consider that and to mm-hmm. process that and to to and, and again, we can get into what you think about it as a fan or whatever. But I just think it's it's monumental mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, never been seen before. In Twins baseball. Correct. Uh, never been seen before, arguably, in Minnesota sports history. Uh, you, you think of any of the teams. I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like, huge free agent. And I'm, I'm willing to put trades in here, too. Mm-hmm. I just, just Minnesota professional sports team acquisitions. Yeah. I think this is the biggest. I think there's some argument. Uh, and part of this also is, like, hindsight 2020, and we know how his career went. I'm thinking like things off the top of my head as we think of like Parisi Suter. This is bigger than them. The problem is with those two, it's we do it was two guys. So yeah. it's like, yeah. how do you really measure? Because it was a package yeah. deal it, kind it, of thing. Th- this is it's it's good. It draws the comparisons with Mauer, and I think that's yep. you know, it's Mauer was already here though. This is something yeah. I was talking to a couple of friends about earlier. Where I'm like, 
he was already here. He was a guy we drafted him. He was in our yeah. system. Like we didn't have to go and like convince. We had to convince mm-hmm. him to stay. We had to convince everyone to stay all the time though. So like yeah. every team does. That's not that's yeah. not exclusive to Minnesota or the yeah. Twins. That's every team. Every sport has to convince their own players to stay. So I don't think that's like super like rare. I think when you have a guy like Maurer, generational talent, you know. I don't know if he's taking a hometown ballot. discount or yeah, you know, whatever you want like, to call it. I mean, eight years, 184 at the time still was like massive. Yep. So it's not like it was like, could he have gotten 10 years to 30? Sure. But like, I don't know. It's, it's about the same yearly. Yep. So it's not like it wasn't like he was turning down like 30 million a year to stay for us for 20. That wasn't like necessarily the case. But I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a uh, it's the previous thing like I said. But again, that doesn't feel the same thing. I think Jared Allen's probably the best acquisition the Vikings have made. In terms of, again, guys in their primes, right? You, you want to think of, like, Brett Favre and that one year was magical. But, like, that, I mean, it was we knew it was yep. like a one- to two-year thing. Yep. Um, Herschel Walker obviously blew up in her face. So that doesn't really, like, make sense either. And as soon as he got here, again, the joke here, the, the, the bit with that is he just asked for something he thought nobody would give him. And then the Vikings are like, sure, we'll give you that. It's like... Damn it! I guess I'm playing in Minnesota. And it's like he, but like it's it's for guys that want to be here. Oh, Jared Allen want to be here. Turns you know Hall yeah. of Fame career. Uh, the Timberwolves haven't. I mean anything? this 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 Rudy bit, I, but it's it's not on the same. And, and yeah, Rudy's not. I mean it's, it's always tough. Yeah. It's tough with with sports to sport, but and, th- and this is something that the saga here i think is always and this is important to recognize that there are going to be folks out there that i think are going to say like well they're sold a house of cards this ankle's going to explode yada 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 and I, again that's night that's that's going to be what we will see here and what's going to be determined but to the point like just just the money that at a prime age too woody and i think that you might mm-hmm. be getting to this too it's like in his baseball prime sure there's there's these elements to his physical well-being that are going to be supremely scrutinized but never before has a Minnesota club gone out paid for the top player in that sport yep at his position yep and brought them in here except for one time and that was last year when the twins brought Correa in and then th- this this whole like that's what's most bizarre for me is that Somehow they're able to come back and bring him back through the way of all of these things that absolutely fell into the twins' lap to an extent. But they also made sure they were sitting there ready mm-hmm. to catch this. Like yeah. they, they they stayed involved. So there's some degree of credit, but also like dumb luck, or maybe maybe and this will will be determining over the next six years. Like incredible stupidity to be like <laughs> not not doing a Giants or a Mets with this thing. I mean, that's what we're going to see. But again, on paper and like the amount of money, the commitment, like you said, unprecedented. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah. It, it's just shows like, especially for a twins fan base yeah, where this is, yeah. and you and I have talked about this extensively, Like people every year are like, well, what, well, you know, go out and sign, you know, go sign a potentially team, changing talent mm-hmm. no we, we like never did that nope. never never nope. never not once nope. ever 
we always had to hear about like how great the team was and the culture was and our commitment to winning and the commitment to do it the right way and growth and progress. All these we're looking for players that fit that model of the upward trend. We're developing to be create this thing. We want people to come be a part of our thing. Like we're not all these like reasons basically to not do this. Like it was all these things like we're not comfortable from an ownership standpoint paying a true superstar, a true proven like winning player at the highest level like you can say again say what you want to say about 2017 uh or the return it was at 2021 2020 for whatever season it was that they they made it back all the way and then fell short as well um and again they're always in the mix again you can say whatever you want to say about that stuff but at the end of the day like he they were always there like they're yeah. always winning they're competitive and again he was always top five at his position at a position that matters to this isn't like oh he was the top he's been a top five strong safety in the nfl for years like you don't even know five strong safeties like you know it's like you know like the the big ones it's like the strong safeties you refer to mostly are like ones that don't play anymore it's like oh like john lynch (laughs) he he reminds a lot of like john lynch man that's sean taylor like too bad he like just tragically passed away like we need more sean taylor you don't compare anyone to like modern it's so it's like that it's like it's not the best catcher on the market right yeah it's not the best like mid or relief arm on the market that like superstar kind of like thing it's a shortstop it's a center fielder it's a power hitting first baseman it's a true a starting pitcher like that's kind of the spots there's kind of four of them mm-hmm. right and third base corner if you want to call it that and mix that with like the first again a power hitting yeah. corner infielder that's probably the, the better no way to phrase it. Or, yeah yeah or, yeah. Yep. yeah uh we went and got one of those position guys yep. and went and did it and again it's just a for the first time ever for this fan base for this team maybe for the state as well i think the vikings are probably the only organization that's ever shown like yeah we'll spend money yeah um yeah. but yep. like it's Again, like I said, it's we didn't. We finally got off of the the, the like the whatever you want to call it, the path, the train tracks, the the trend of always just trying to sell the fan base and spin it. Of we're not comfortable nor even interested in going out for these like superstar guys. We'd rather instead of spending thirty five million dollars on one player, mm-hmm. we'd rather take that and spend seven million on five players. Yeah, and or six to eight million on five players or whatever you want to call it right and it's just we know where that gets us especially in the like the modern era of baseball we know where that gets us and it doesn't get us very far it gets us to go an zero and 21 in our last 21 playoff games yeah we get there great no one ever feels like yeah maybe we get out of the first round is the feeling right Mm -hmm. yep yeah we better do all these things if not and play that, play that hand perfectly. Yeah. It better if yeah. it's not an A, it better be an A minus kind of thing. Yeah. Like we cannot bring our B game and expect to win. And we brought our B game sometimes, our B plus game. Or it's C. Not, or C. Or our D. Yeah. And then we've some... gone against teams, specifically like New York, right? Who brings their C game against us and and then Didi Gregorius blasts a seven hundred and fifty foot home run to the upper deck and right field, right? Yep. And it's just like, oh, this is over. Yep. Thanks for coming out, Duffy. Like it's stuff yep. like that, those moments that like stick there. And this is the first time where it's like, again. Is it guaranteed to work? No, but it, nothing's guaranteed to work, and that's kind of what makes sports sports. And but like we went and did it, and it's like it's still kind of this weird like holy shit like and, this is here. And, and again, there's there's the winding path and all like the things that had to happen. And true, like yeah, the the Giants in the Mets blew the Twins offer out of the water, like out of the water. Yeah. But he, here's here's interesting pieces to kind of for us to consider with that is that the Twins are still putting out the ten year two hundred eighty five million dollar deal, and are still 
on a short list as mm-hmm. the, as the story goes of the teams that Carlos Correa handed to Scott Boris about here's who I'd like to play with. Now, again, we we know that probably we know three teams on that list and you know we we expect that the other teams on that list are clubs that have 300 million dollars laying around for that their owners are willing to splash in their clubs so it's not the miami marlins that are being like hey carlos what's up or you know he's not his list is a premier list of the clubs that have the cash that would be ostensibly willing to give him what he wanted Mm -hmm. and on that list was the twins and the twins stayed involved and again i'm sure bring on the glass house this is going to fall apart because he's so royally like whatever if that's if that's how you choose to approach this then Mm -hmm. then i can't help you i I can't help you and maybe maybe you know thanks for coming out and being interested maybe this is a great chance for you to be like you know i don't need this in my life yeah and and it's it's just i i'm so done and over with if that's what you're going to complain about like these these pieces that are so unable to recognize the fact that this is something unprecedented and it's what you've probably been calling for and bitching for. And then you're probably just easily switch over to be like, well, it's pitching that wins titles. And this is, I've said that on this podcast here too, <laughs> which I'll give that, that I have some space for sure that I have some space for what I don't have space is if you don't recognize that starting Carlos Correa, the dude that you had last year and you saw what he did for your club last year at shortstop, it, makes your team better than starting Kyle Farmer yes. as your shortstop. Oh, man. I was so uninterested in a, <laughs> in a version of this team that – and batting seventh, you're starting shortstop, <laughs> Kyle Farmer. And then he comes up to the plate in a end of July, early August game against – I could pull the schedule up or whoever, the, the Royals or whatever, and he's batting 231 with seven home runs and 40 RBI. Yep. And it's just Th- this like, is, what are we doing? You know, to ride that a little bit, oh, Woody, man. it was kind of like, uh, before the, in I've seen a couple pieces out there, like the Correa signing saves the Twins offseason. And frankly, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 probably absolutely. does. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, if they just lucked into it, fine. But I was at that point, it was like, I was so untr- uninterested in anything other than like the, where's the self-destruct button? And how do you like, move everything move it now play <laughs> we're like we're looking at the roster and it's yeah, kind of like well yeah. sh- like the only interesting pieces are hurt and won't be a bit, you know royce is hurt until mid-season or something so it's like well shoot there goes our like only vested interest in this man you know what are we just like hoping we can find out what kirloff does in the plate and we yeah. just lost a whole season of sunny gray and kenta maeda coming back healthy it's like just trade them all trade them now i don't or at some point that's where where i was at with this before the korea signing yeah and i and i don't think it addresses the fact that this might not be a club that can win a playoff game or a playoff series but it's a hell of a lot more likely that they can get to the playoffs yeah with carlos correa on there and, yeah. and and that's that's where we can spend once we get into february and we see if there is anything else done and i would challenge if we had the ability to say like go out and come on keep keep improving this club wherever you can mm-hmm. if you if you just brought this guy in for 6 years yeah then you've you've basically said like this is our window unless 
you're just bringing a guy in for six years just to continue to like paper over the fact that you don't have a dominant top of the rotation guy either, or that you're still going to roll out this bullpen mm-hmm. and expect a different result. You know, I, I, then then you can then you can not be a Twins fan, or you can completely rip up your season tickets and yell, "I'm I'm <laughs> pulling my tickets." But like, I, I just I. Woody, I, I keep circling around this, and I'm trying to frame it as best as possible. It's just like, what, what else do you want? Yeah. Who else do you think was going to get here? You know, and, and again, if you want to complain about pitching, I'm right there with you. And the Twins need to do more to improve this roster. But how can you not acknowledge that this makes this roster better? And it, frankly, like like a couple of folks have said, saved an off season. Yeah. It's, I think it's it's a a good time to point out the adage of like uh just like the general phrasing of both things can be true where yeah. like that was like a valid point of again it's things that we've talked about on this podcast and stuff where it's like yeah pitching does win titles but also like relevant to getting to the opportunity <laughs> to win titles is you need guys like carlos correa you need both of them and yeah. so it's like we've tried to go and this is the the fault of small market teams you're basically looking just to like get lucky you're yeah, looking at basically like yep. yep yep of like you get you know the rays have done it really well i think it's like a great example of it of like young guys you know peaking and performing at the right time and then having pitching there but the problem with the rays is they know we can't keep these guys right we if the rays kept their teams together and could pay guys what they needed to pay them and and, and could just like structure it they would be probably what the Astros are right now, what the Dodgers are right now. They could be adding pieces for, like, hey, we sign two to three guys for that, like, 7 to $15 million range every year and just kind of yeah. pick stuff up and do whatever. Yep. Instead, they can't. We don't, we don't know that. And the Twins have been more like that than they have, like, others. But it's this idea that, like, I'm not going to get excited about Carlos Correa, a true, like, once in a lifetime, once in a generation, whatever you want to call it. It feels bigger than once in a generation once in a generation typically feels like one every 10 to 15 years we never do this yeah i would hope that like we will see something similar to this again before like (laughs) like we like like we yeah we like we we you know go six feet under but like it's it's one of those things of the fact that you like are using the lack of other like our our deficiencies elsewhere as a team as an organization history like past trends the the past history of like how this team has performed to then just try to justify because i don't think you are justifying i think you're trying to but i don't think you're doing a great job of it just what i've heard from other people of saying well this is stupid yeah then like you liking baseball or following this team is stupid thank you like that that's that's a that's like a it's a terrible argument there's no like fundamental or foundational piece to that it's just you probably and rightfully so just don't want to get burned. You don't yeah. want to jump all yeah. in. You don't want to like have yeah. to, or or again like you, I, again. I think there is the one legitimate. I don't like the guy because of the trash can stuff. I think that's legitimate. If like you want to be like high moral ground and you've never sped in your life and you've never jaywalked <laughs> and you've never underage drank and like, sure go for it, man. Like, but you know what's also fun? Fucking winning. Yeah. And that's the thing. Did they take the banner down? No. It's a. Uh, I, the last time I went to the barn, which has been a while, oh. uh, I don't think there's a 1997 Final Four banner hanging anymore. But guess what? The entire state thinks that the Gophers play in the Final Four because yep. they did. They did. Right? And it's the, the – You had that moment. Yeah. The moments are there. And, yes, the cheating, sure, whatever. But also everyone cheats. 
at the, especially in the in Major League Baseball, not maybe trash can level, but like everyone's doing something. Yeah. And so it's it's again it's and it, not that that justifies any of that stuff either, but like this idea that oh, like moral high ground can't do it. You better not be like partying in the streets if there's a parade going on. In like early November, then. that's all I'm gonna so, say. Like, but, so in November, we're gonna be like the passport. You know, yeah. Were you on board in January of 2023 when they signed Korea? Like, nope, you're not allowed at this party here. Bandwagon's full. Sorry, <laughs> plenty of what was the, the Tyus Jones like Twitter bio back in the day was bandwagon's full, but there's plenty of room alongside to like run along with or something like that. Or like, it is something stupid, but I, was, I, I always remember that of like, oh man, yeah, he uh, he gets it, but like, I, yeah. I, I think I think you're you're hitting on something that that's been really central to pretty much every single baseball conversation I've had the, this last two weeks, and that's just like then what are you doing? Yeah. Then why why are we having this conversation? Yeah. Because it's it's forced me to think about this, Woody, and you and I are down here talking about this. We've been doing this for five years, and it's one of those I think it should be pretty fucking apparent that we like this. And we, we put ourselves through this, and I think there's lots of times that we are like, we're done, we're pulling our tickets. or But there, there was never a moment where if push came to shove, if the Twins were blowing this up, that I still wouldn't be following this. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is this is just more a little bit more about me, Woody, is I've got a team that's going to get relegated in the Premier League that I've spent a lot of time and energy and have had some joy with, but also I'm going to be fine when they're no longer part of my life. <laughs> I have... I have given up on the Vikings, and it still hurts today to an extent to be like, "Yep, that's that's pretty tragic. That that sucks. Like it does." I'm not petty. I'm not trying to like text Henry and be like, "Oh man, how you feeling?" <laughs> it's like, no, that that generally sucks. The Timberwolves are a hot mess and should be moved just for the sake of their entire fan base. And then we're Gopher fans. You know, like all I would all four of those, with the exception of Gopher football. I, I, twins would be the last thing that I'd hold on to. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. No matter how bleak and dark it gets, I'm going to be a Twins fan, and I want to be excited, and I'm going to be excited here January 15th, and I don't <laughs> want anybody to come and try to rain on my parade for some bullshit because they can't get excited about anything in their life. Yeah. That's well put, well said. It's yeah it's it's a misery loves company kind of thing yeah and it's very yeah. much trying to find I, others to and, and it's in part of this is the larger and i think we've talked a little this like woe is minnesota sports mm-hmm. like another another minnesota loss here for the vikings yeah. womp, womp. it's like yeah whatever like if again if 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 you want to wallow in that and like put that on yourself you put that on your own mm-hmm. self mm-hmm. it's and god help you like i <laughs> but you know so dumb yeah it's something that i was thinking about after i hung up the phone to my dad and I just back and forth today after the Vikings lost, driving home from the bar. I think he was still at the bar <laughs> um, when I called him. It was just five minutes of us, just just a lot of F-bombs, just a lot of, like, Kirk Cousins sucks, which I still stand by hours later. But just thinking of the other part of this, too, is, and I, I know, like, 87 and 91 happened, but for the most part, the state, as it comes to, like, sports, college level and mm-hmm. professional level, is very much losing culture. Like, we don't win. We, we've never won in basketball, hockey, or football. We have won with the Twins, obviously, those two years. Uh, but that's over 30 years ago now. Yeah. And so you can't really sit there and 
Otherwise, you start becoming like Packer fans, just like constantly living in the past. And, and again, I think it's important to like heritage, important to like who you are as an organization. To to again, it's we did we did those those trophies are in like the trophy cases at whatever that just one Twins Way, whatever in Minneapolis, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's they're there. It's relevant, but again, it's not like recent anymore. Yeah, but like in general, and the Gophers are the gophers like yeah. losing cultures here of just this idea of like man it's it's just brings up so many bad like habits and develops so many bad characteristics of the fan base of just like not wanting to put up a guard up like always just like saying like looking at the negative parts of it all this stuff and i think with the, with the signing and it's just showing up with this like losing culture of the biggest difference in fan bases of like us and the Yankees, right, is the Yankees expect them to win every year and go to the ballpark and like are going to watch a team compete to win. We go to the ballpark because it's a nice day out in August. <laughs> that is a big fucking difference. And we go because we wanted to watch Clayton Kershaw <laughs> <laughs> in thirty-four degree weather. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like we go to watch yeah. the stars on the other teams. Yeah. We don't invest in our own players. We don't care. And then and that's like again where it's like. We, we've talked about this a lot with Premier League stuff, and this is why, not why, Eurotrip is the reason why I, I cheer for Manchester United, but, like, it's, which legitimately is, too. That's, that's, that's a good, that's <laughs> yeah. a good marker. That's, uh, and I just got lucky that, like, Rooney and Ronaldo showed up at the same time that movie comes out. But the, like, going and, like, actually expecting wins and, like, caring about that and investing that and getting upset when they don't, I think that's the one thing that carries like Vikings culture specifically out of that is today we overachieved this season. The Minnesota Vikings at 12 and five or whatever overachieved. We should not have done that. We should have been happy to be in the playoffs. No, we instead go into this game <laughs> expecting to win, get our hearts ripped out again because Kirk Cousins can't throw for eight yards on a fourth and eight yard play. Right, but again, that's a part of it, right? And I think there's so many Twins fans that are like right now, specifically the Twins, and but in general, Minnesota fans of. We don't expect to win. We don't expect our team to do it the right way. When we do do moves like this, we just go and look at all the examples of things like this. Because there are examples. There's plenty of them. Yep. Of Carlos Correa-type signings that don't work. Mm -hmm. Blow up in in those teams' faces and then, like, set them back. But, like, we are just getting set back to where we already are if we don't do this. So, like, for me, it's like, you either, like, do this. And, sure, it might suck and it might not work out. It also might work out. Like mm-hmm. let's let's not take that completely off the table yeah. and like live in that spot a little bit and have expectations for your teams. Yeah. Uh, and or yeah. Otherwise, we're just back here talking about Kyle Farmer. Yeah, and it's 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 it's. I'm sitting here. I'm I'm hearing you, and I'm I'm kind of thinking about like how do I want to. All of this is superfluous. All of this doesn't matter. But yet here we are, and it's we're deriving either joy or some something out of this. And for the first time this season, there's a there's that positive upside mm-hmm. that I would encourage folks to just in general, yeah. like if if even if the even if nobody's attending the barn right now to watch go for basketball, fuck, I am so interested in season tickets. Like I I I want to go and mm-hmm. celebrate what it is, even if the only thing that's enjoyable about the barn is it's the barn and its historic character and that might be like the only thing i'm driving my interest is also clinging to some hope that the gophers might someday be good and i could see that in person but it's just do do you take a look around and just be like yeah i'm in on this and are you in on it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. so i don't know how it is esoteric is that the right 
right term for as deep we're diving into like why are you a sports fan and what are you getting out of this and have you thought about that in a while that's where i've spent this last week and a half or whatever it's been and i think in this conversation as it's going on woody it's like i am so in on this twins team oh man i am so in and i'll i'll i want to qualify it all by saying that no i don't think Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler or Tyler Molly, Kent Ada, Bailey Ober is the best rotation in baseball. And from a guy who said pitching wins baseball and wins World Series, and we're seeing year after year, like that's not a that's not a, that's not a rotation that I'm trotting out there to be a World Series contending team. But I also know for a fact that most of those guys aren't going to be in the club next year. And I would love, 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 and it might be wishful thinking, sure to think that the twins would do something to improve that this season or this off season or next year. But all of you who are saying, David, you're an idiot. It's never going to happen. They signed Carlos Correa. So fuck yourself (laughs) and take that elsewhere. I don't want to talk about this with you. And that's, that's honestly where I've gotten with this. So thank you, Woody, for continuing to talk to me (laughs) about this. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, I, yeah, and as we start to kind of transition this part of the conversation into the 2023, as it stands in mid-January, the roster and, and how we're how we're seeing stuff. Like, one, I totally agree with like, hey, there's a lot of players outside of that the core of like six, seven, eight, nine, whatever you want to call it, number of players. It's the Bucks in Correa, uh, Vasquez, I guess, and to some degree, um, maybe Polanco. But even like the list gets pretty thin after those yeah. three, really. Yeah. Um, I get, you're probably thinking of, like, at that point, it's like Miranda, Royce Lewis. Like, yep. it's adding yep. players like that to it, right? Uh, outside of that, all these players might not be back next year. But guess what? They're all pretty easily replaceable. So it's kind of one of those things of, like, you have a core, which is so, I think, vitally important. I think that was the biggest thing missing in the Mauer years. The first, we could honestly call it pre-contract extension, post-contract extension, right? Pre-contract extension, we kind of did have a core. Uh, yeah. Now, maybe that core never hit their ceiling, sure. But then, again, you can't really, like, go into these things and guarantee those things. But once he signed, our core we thought was him, more no. Um, We even, like, somebody out here that's probably, like, super relevant. But kind of those two, obviously. Yeah, Santana. Uh, Or maybe, like, tail end of Santana into Lindor or Liriano. Liriano. Yeah, and it was kind of like, uh, yeah. Even Liriano was kind of like a didn't expect that. No, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's I guess I guess really like Denard Span, Carlos Gomez were like the two that were supposed to be like the other like those four were supposed to be kind of the hey that is your one through four in your lineup yeah you, you know you Gomez Span Maurer Morneau is your is your four and then it's every other piece on this team is kind of interchangeable and swappable out but at least you always have that right yeah and it's like hey maybe we develop yeah. a starting pitcher or two that turns into like a like a high two I think that's. A, when I say ace starting pitch, I should general comp, like, just kind of, like, a little bit of breakaway here, like, side point. When I say ace pitcher, I'm talking about Scherzer. I'm talking about Verlander. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about DeGrom Healthy. Like, I'm yeah. not talking about the number one starting pitcher on 30 ballpark clubs. Like, that's that's not – there's not 30 aces. There's probably closer to 10 mm-hmm. true ace starting mm-hmm. pitchers in the league, right? It's not Marcus Stroman when he shows up on whatever team he's on. That's yeah. He's not an ace pitcher. He yep. is that team's ace. He's just that, – he's just that team's number one. But there's guys that have stuff, and there's and, and there's guys that just happen to be the guy they trot out on opening day. But, like, high number twos, right? 
I think that's now what we hope for Joe Ryan. He's got to probably do it this year. Otherwise, then it becomes like, man, he might be high number three. But, like, <clears throat> again, I think that's what you kind of hope for. You aim for that stuff. But all these players, and relatable to kind of, again, and the core broke down. Morneau obviously getting hurt really hurts that. And same with Maurer. Uh, but they're all interchangeable guys who, like, we can go find another Sonny Gray. It might cost us a little bit, but we can go find another Sonny Gray. We can go find yep. another Kenta Maeda. We can go find another corner outfielder that's 26 years old and has less than two years of service time, right? We can go find all these things. We can't go find another Carlos Correa. Yeah. that yeah. We can't go find another Byron Buxton. We just hope he's healthier, right? That's the stuff where it's like, go get the stuff locked up. You can't just go find every year mm-hmm. and then worry about the stuff that's interchangeable. And that's the stuff where it's like, we start talking about not just making the playoffs, winning playoff games and competing. We have the core. Now you need to have superstars. The playoffs winning in that turns like good to great players into like star players. And then the teams that win have star players that are superstars and develop and do that. And winning a world series can turn you into a superstar, which I think we're learning with Pena with the Astros now yep. and Jordan Alvarez yep. and stuff like yep. that. Right. You can turn stars into superstars and like go through that development. The only exception is like the 15 Royals who put a core together. And it's like, we have a three-year window and just maximized it. And then knew we are, in the hole for 15 years after this yep. because we won't be able to figure this out. Yep. But what did they do? They made the World Series two years in a row. No superstars, maybe a couple stars if you want to fringe it. They also lost that ace pitcher. I forget who passed away in that car accident or whatever. Uh, either way, side point. But, like, again, we um, we have the guys. It was uh, your Donald Ventura, right? Maybe not. I don't know. They had a guy that threw like 98, 99 that mm-hmm. year, but he was like 24. Uh, either way, though, like that's the only team I can think of that didn't have star players. Yeah. And then it's like they just kind of won because they had a good core. They were all like 28 years old. Yeah. There's there's one other piece like within all these as, as again, like you said, we transition into kind of like where are we heading, where are we going, 2023. And again, 2024, there's the Buxton Correa like duo that now you're seeing like, okay, who's going to. Who's going to be the third, the fourth there mm-hmm. at a corner infield or in the outfield? Mm-hmm. You know, we, there's there's a bunch of guys that I, I think there would be some space to be like, I hope, hope, hope Miranda can t- continue to contribute to the level that he did last year. I was in love with Miranda. If Lewis could be healthy, you know, there's there's some semblance there. But, like, absolutely, the Buxton-Correa core, if you want to keep Arias around with that or – Miranda and there's your your core. One of the things that the twins have been, especially this front office with the chops they were supposed to bring, is that developing the pitching that would then become the Sandy Alcantaras of yeah, the world. Yeah. Or and I just I just pulled up a, a great list of like the top pitchers in baseball. Dylan Cease, Alex Manoa are on these. These are those homegrown talents. Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Zach Gallen, you know, dudes that and Framber Veldes like kudos to the Astros for what they were able to put together pitching staff wise and a lot of that has to come up and then all of a sudden those guys become and if not the Verlanders or the Scherzers or like that that the Kershaw's in their prime you know like Hall of Fame dudes all three of those you know modern baseball what's what's those what are those impact pitchers of that next level a lot of them have their moment the sustained careers really we don't see that as much like or Corbin Burns is is Corbin Burns going to be a Hall of Famer no probably not unless he's got five six years of 
ahead of him where he's lights out or can refine that form. So you have to be able to bring some of those guys up if you're not, or be savvy in who you're bringing in. And we haven't seen that from this front office to this date. And again, valid concern for this club going forward. But again, like you're saying, Woody, you don't have to worry about your shortstop. You, mm-hmm. It's Buxton, so who knows? <laughs> like You shouldn't, on paper, have to worry about your center fielder. Now, that that's a lot with both of those guys, and I think there's there's space for folks to kind of come charging in with like the injury thing. But, yeah. you know, again, if you can't just like sit and take, again, some joy and being like, I hope to God Correa and Buxton can bat mm-hmm. together and play together for over 100 games this year. Yeah. I, I would pay to go see that, yeah. and I would love to go see that. Yeah, And that's what I want to celebrate. Now, if it's going to happen, that's to be determined. You can give probabilities and your thoughts on it. We'll just have to see. Yeah. It's... And I know these numbers are probably like if you you gotta basically expect a hundred games between those two on the on the field at the same time. Can you win sixty six of them? Yeah. Can you go like at a clip of basically can you go sixty six and thirty three yeah. when they're on the field together? And then you got sixty games outside of that. Can you win half of those? Yeah. That's all you gotta do, right? And then yeah. you're in the playoffs. That gets you to ninety six. Yeah. Like that's pretty much I think. I don't think it's realistic to go there and say, hey, I think we should compete and be winning 107, 108 games a year. I think that's those are the years when you have, like, oh, man, too bad Larnick's going to be a free agent next year. He's gone. But, like, glad, glad he's on the team this year. Like, that's yeah. those are the years where it's like, eh, you can't really plan for that. But if it does, you're like, we're going to have some players next year. They're going to leave, and we can't, we're not going to pay them. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And we have some other younger guys that will have to step in and won't will be, like, 70% of them. Those years, you win a lot of games. But in general, can we go 66-33 and 33 with Buxton and Correa playing on the same day? Correa will play probably more games in general. And then can we go 50-50? Can we yeah. just – even slightly lower than that's okay? Like, can you go, like, 27-33 and 33 without them when those, guys, when those guys aren't on the field on the same day? And you're still at 90-plus. And then I think I actually left, like, two or three games out in that math. So then just yeah. – figure out the other ones and this is this is i want to do a little bit of this uh just gazing at this roster projected out and thinking about this bullpen in comparison to what we started with last year you know we hear a lot about like well the twins just have the same team they're 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 rolling out again in, in this year and how do you expect different results and it's like yeah okay but i also have been looking at this and looking at this and looking at this woody and it's not it's fucking not the same team you know roster wise and again this is your absolutely historical precedent says byron buxton's not going to be playing that whole time but byron buxton didn't play a good chunk of last year so if byron plays they're a better team if he's on the same team with correa they're even better Mm -hmm. so uh, there's that i think the joey gallo the max kepler all the left fielders is going to be like the thing to watch with how we the left-handed corner outfielders like what can you do to improve the club by using and maneuvering who you can in that space. But outside of that, I, I think addition by subtraction with no Miguel Sano. Like, great. Happy that no Miguel Sano. I think I even said that last year. I was like, give me a team that doesn't have Miguel Sano on it, and that's that's a positive. But the big kicker for me, Woody, is we, we listed this once already, but just taking a moment to recognize Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Molly, Kenta Maeda, and Bailey Ober two or three younger dudes kind of waiting in the links with Louie, uh, Varland, um, Simeon's Woods Richards, uh, as well as, um, I think I'm missing one more, but Arms. Tom about Blasevich? Uh, yeah, he's not Blasevich, but yeah. at least at least those two who saw time and pitched last year yeah. with 
Varland, I thought, was lights out in a couple outings, too. That's a better rotation than whatever we rolled out opening day and who was pitching at the end of the season with Archer and Dylan Bundy being probably the two more dependent arms in this fucking rotation. So the rotation's better on paper and healthy. And the bullpen, keep in mind where we started last year before bringing in all of the acquisitions late season, and they didn't turn out, and they they didn't do that great. When I think we think of Jorge Lopez, we think of Michael Fulmer. Those guys coming in didn't help this club turn a corner. So there's precedent to say like it didn't work out. But also you have Duran, another year of experience, who I think is one of the top closers in the game with the best stuff in the game. So again, yeah. it's I, I feel it's a better bullpen even though it wasn't great. And I, I, you can call me delusional and thinking that, but I just think on paper, healthy, it's better than what it started out with last year. So all of this, like the Twins are just trying to do 2022 all over again. Great, they got Correa. Well, they had them last year, so it's the same team this year. No, it's healthy, as all teams are, and how they're going to weather that's going to be the, the big thing. They did improve this club, or tried to, by making moves last year. And I think that, like, the small shoring up of things, there is definitely still space to always get more creative in terms of how you're making your team better. And the Twins certainly should be doing that here from a fan base perspective of, like, what else can you do? What else can you maneuver? And be creative, as Felvey and Levine like to say, to do that. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm watching closely. And even if that doesn't happen, Woody, frankly, I'm still on board to see what this can, team can do. Yeah. But I would absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love to see several more arms or another right-handed bat. Would have loved to see Andrew McCutcheon in a Twins jersey. <laughs> Apparently, they did offer him. Did they really? Uh, a deal which was blown out of the water by the Mets, which he all turned down to go home and play with the Pirates, which kudos to Kutch. Like, so great. But that would have been so cool to be like, we've got Carlos Correa, Andrew McCutcheon, one of my favorite players of all time, oh, yeah. and my favorite player of modern time, Byron Buxton, on the same club. Oh man, I I didn't even I didn't see it the uh, the catch part of it, but uh, yeah, no, I I what what the Korea deal to me bought, or I guess like what's the best way to phrase this? What the Korea deal bought in terms of like non baseball relevance, like like more just like fan wise, was two seasons of benefit of the doubt going into it where it's like i'm not gonna call it like blind hope or like blind optimism or anything like that but Mm. it is two years and two seasons of going into the start of season being like listen we got we gotta just we gotta see what this is i think going into year three if nothing much has changed you can kind of be like organizationally not blaming on correa unless all of a sudden he becomes like a 235 hitter right but it's like hey we got correa we got buxton it's not working these two years. We got these. If it's the same shit at that point, then yeah, we can start to get a little more critical yeah. and like, hey, yeah. like obviously we got to play it out. But like once we get to July, maybe we got to start looking at moving stuff. Whatever. Okay, sure. But these next the twenty twenty three season, the twenty twenty four season, I think it buys you into this. We've got some younger guys that we kind of need to figure out what they are, and that's why we have guys like Correa on this team and guys like hmm. Christian Vasquez on this team and guys like. Chris Paddock on this team and like when he gets healthy and, and, and stuff like that where it's like we got these guys that are signed up for like that two to three year window and or long term that are we know we can count on these guys and if they let us down well we're it doesn't really matter what these young guys do because we're probably out of it yeah but if we got these guys we can count on 
we got to now dedicate some time to figuring out what these younger guys are doing. And hopefully, again, we find a couple that work. I think we're, we showed with like Miranda, hopefully Royce bounces back. Uh, Larnick, I think at the end of the year, a little bit more, right? We got some guys that are kind of showing, Hey, there might be something here to become like everyday guys that again, you can just trust. I'm not saying they're going to be $33 million a year guys, but you know, guys you can trust. And then this rotation, we've got like eight guys for five spots. I don't know if I love a six-man rotation. I think that just – it just gives you too much room for error and room for excuses to, like, well, let's just make it seven. It's like, well, where are we going to cut this off? We cut it off at five. That's where we cut it off. If you want to tell me April we need to use more arms, sure. Totally makes sense. But, like, once we get to mid-May, June, we should figure out who the five are. Uh, we got Maeda. We got Molly. We got Gray. Who am I leaving on? And Ryan. We got four. So it's really just going to figure out the one. Yeah. Uh I think that's a sneaky good spot to be right now. It, it's it's perfectly again rotation wise. It's almost like rotation's not that that big question mark. Crazily enough for me, I think I think it's like how's your pen gonna hold up? Can you know you you still have Emilio Pagan on this roster? Which oh, one man. one friend of ours, Tom, had said like I'm out because Pagan's on this team. I was gonna see if we could go the whole episode without mentioning his name uh, was, <laughs> but, uh, we, but it's like you, it you've, you've limited him the role that he's supposed to be and if he's not a fact you know it's just i like the benefit of the doubt i think it's it's open to a lot of um criticism for that but it, it I, I think it is true and i'm i'm with you on it to give it that window that doesn't mean like again we're we're sitting here and being like we're ready to go. This should be the opening day roster. No, it doesn't. It's a roster Correct. that doesn't make sense. Correct. In the least bit, but you know, this this team. And I was just for a second. I was thinking about how great those two weeks were, where Royce Lewis was tearing tearing it up when he had like that grand slam, and it was like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. What is happening here? This like, is amazing. <laughs> you know, we've got Korea, but who needs him? Yeah. We've got Royce is yeah. holding it down at short. Uh, and, like man. Oh, we were looking at our nice PSA 10 uh, graded Royce Lewis cards and just being like, we are geniuses. We're on top of this. We're buying more. And then he decides to play center field or is told to play center field. It, it, it's – and thinking a little bit more with last year's teams, like Gio Urshela, completely findable. You you can get a Gio Urshela every year because he's a major league talent level player. 270, 15, 70 multiple position flexibility but can Plug, play 155 and, and games a year you can Sweet. find those guys yep. I, and i it's so i think there's there's some absolute ability to like kind of you can what are those things that you can roll over each year how can you find the right pieces how can you continue mm-hmm. to improve your club that's what i that's the language i'm going to keep going back to is like keep improving your club yep whenever and however yep and if that means trading a rise for a top of the rotation talent fucking do it like i i'll be the first to say i'm fine if arias is traded for a top rotation number two or number three guy like i just yeah that to yeah. me honestly screams of like okay we gotta we gotta be better we gotta put a better mm-hmm. rotation out there mm-hmm. and if that means bailey ober has to drop down out of the rotation for one of those four guys that are available in miami not named sandy alcantara like i would love to get it done with max kepler or larnick or walner or whatever but do something to move that and to keep improving this club. No, yeah, well said. Well said. Well said. It's, yeah, I, obviously, Rise is like one of my 
like favorite players on the team. So it's always that like bittersweet moment. But then you start realizing like he doesn't have a spot. He's not a first baseman. He's not a second baseman. Like what is he? he's not an outfielder at DH that can only hit like six home runs a year. Like, I don't. That's not really a thing. Um, I do find I think there is value of a guy that can hit over three hundred consistently and has you know, the plate discipline he has and you know things that we've all talked about. You know this doesn't have to become like a loser Arias like point here. But yeah, it the thing is like you gotta turn him into something though. Like this is what I get worried about is we're gonna turn him into a nut, like a Bailey over. We have Bailey. Like don't that's my thing. Do not. Do not trade him for a guy that already exists on this team. Don't that that is the the biggest worry right now. Don't mm-hmm. go out there and shop him for a winning like a Dodgers Yankee. I'm just don't have big clubs. Dodgers Yankees Red Sox Rangers, uh, you know Cubs White Sox Braves. Don't get their fourth or fifth best pitcher and be like, well, he's you know he'd be a two on any other team. Like, I hate that rationale. Go find a guy with stuff that we don't have. Yeah. Go find a guy that like yeah. complements the one through five well and yeah at that point sure maybe hasn't proven as much or whatever but or a proven commodity that's just not needed i don't need to like to all of a sudden you just show up with i'm trying to think of like when we've tried to trade for stars in the past don't get wrong we've talked about this you know ad nauseum we love the sunny grade signing we don't need another sunny gray though yeah yeah right and that's yeah. why like the i am saying his name right molly right i believe so yeah yeah that's why the Molly trade was like so kind of like, well, don't we already have this? If you just need depth, just bring a young guy up. The season, like, this is going the wrong way. Like, let's go figure out what we have in the system. We don't need to go trade for a guy we already have. And if so, we definitely have him next year when we bring back my Hata. Like, it's like, <laughs> so, like, it, it doesn't really, like, make any sense that way. Um, but, yeah, I think we got Ryan, like who's that. a guy you, you like. You got Gray, a guy you like. The playoffs, you really need three and a half starters. We just need one more guy that we really like, and then it's probably Maeda we run back out there, and you're fine with that. Yeah. I think that was always our like big thing when two years ago with Maeda, where it's like, feel great if he's starting game three. Feel terrible if he's starting games one and four. Yeah. Like that's the the kind of the general consensus with, with the most of our bullpen. Or not bullpen, most of our rotation. Uh yeah. Do that. Otherwise, then keep Arias and wait for the right moment. Yeah. Don't just do the thing where it's like yeah. we're all I like in. That. I like that. But, but if you're going to be all in, great. Be all in with the right players. Yep. And, and especially, so we're, we're, our qualifiers are do things to improve your club, but get the pieces that you don't have. Yes. To make your club better. Correct. Improve. Yeah. We can only start one pitcher. We can only play one second. Like It's great to have depth. Yeah. Don't need to repeat over. Yep. That's, I think this might be that spot where we kind of that's the state of the state mm-hmm. and again we are hopeful that there could be those moves that are made to address some of these pieces i think the last thing i'd love to to bring back up and you can help me remember if if you can woody mm-hmm. you know we we had said at the beginning of last season what's a successful season with carlos correa you had said getting to or getting through the first round of the playoffs he Absolutely did not get to the first round of the playoffs, nor the playoffs whatsoever. But yet, Woody, and that was kind of like, we. I think we were kind of like, well, we, we realized it's a one-year mercenary deal, mm-hmm. and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you got to win a postseason game to get him back. That's yeah. the only chance. That's the only thing that would be successful. And I, I, I can't remember exactly what I kind of came up with in terms of like, I just don't see it. I think yeah. I might have said like the exact final <laughs> record the twins had because it was like I don't see the bitching here yeah, whatsoever yeah, yeah yeah but i'm just i'm reveling in the fact that what you had put out there didn't happen but yet he's back here we're gonna see what happens and i would love to keep coming back to that hmm. okay what 
what do we need to see this year? What does a successful season look like for the Twins? And I think that's that's the one question I would put out there to you. And maybe this is just a sad, sad reflection on the fan base. And and again, open it all up to criticism of this one, but just like just win a playoff game, just put this to bed. Like I I don't know what happens after that or what it takes to get there, but you you just need to win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to get to the playoffs, and you need to win a game. You need to exercise this. Yeah, and maybe that's. Maybe that's that level again, Woody. Like, you need to hold a club. Like, be like, I'm gonna come and participate in you and follow you and probably spend four, four at least, maybe five four dollar tickets of just standing around and paying for beers. But that's gonna be that level of commitment. Yeah. And I'm gonna continue to be involved with you, but you have to win a playoff game. Yeah. I I didn't say how many playoff games, so I'm just giving one. Yeah, (laughs) just one. One would be great. Um, I think it's yeah, just like the Steve Young monkey off the back thing, right? That's that's really we just got to get out of our own way, and at at some point, Um, I think broad, if broadly looking at this, you need to by I want to say this time next year, you know, relative to the calendar when we're recording now versus after the season's over. I needed to know what the direction is, and I needed to know what it is. It needs to be clear. Like, I need to know clearly what players we've identified are hmm. three, four, and five, and let's just call it a core five, right? Yeah. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. We got Cray and Buxner, clearly one and two of that. I think Joe Ryan is three. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and he, again, like I said, he needs to kind of prove it, Yeah. right? I need to know that you're more on the Liriano Santana level. Not, not Cy Young competing, but like that, like, hey – cornerstone cornerstone of the rotation guys versus like i need to know that you're not scott baker kevin slowly basically yep. right that's yep. kind of the, the the year i need you to figure out you're gonna throw north of 150 innings you're gonna mm-hmm. be there yep you know. yep is the stuff still good etc but then who is like the, again four five six whatever you want to call it is it miranda is it does arias just beat out somebody it's like listen i'm just playing polanco sorry you're on the bench now or first base, I know you keep bringing guys over here. Sorry, I'm just here. Uh, is it a weird resurgent Joey Gallier? And we like lock him up in that weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the who's uh, our guy Phil and that weird like mid season contract extension we gave him because we're like uh, we feel bad. We also <laughs> want you back. So here's fifty five million. Uh, you know what? Whatever. And, and obviously Gal is more of just like a throwaway there. But like we got, I need to know where are we headed going yeah. forward. Now that we have these guys here long term, uh, specifically, what does it look like? Yeah, just win a fucking playoff game. Like, yep. that's really it. Yep, that's really all it is. Yep. January fifteenth, Woody. One month to go until pitchers and catchers report. I, I think this is that's. I'm hearing a great state of the state mm-hmm. update provided by Flyover Territory. And again, we are we are closely monitoring the schedules out there. We're already picking the dates, and I think that's a huge change from where I was. You know, again, that that's a, that's a night and day difference yes. from two weeks ago for me. Yeah. So I'm I'm celebrating it. I'm reveling in it. I'm <laughs> fighting I, I, with everyone on my on my twins text exchanges <laughs> and in person about this. But yeah. uh, this it, has been cathartic and heartening from this side of the table. I, st- I still can't believe it's real yet. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be that first, like, B-roll of Carlos Correa taking ground balls at spring training, like day one stuff, right? It's like ground balls, yeah. BP, yeah. running, like, swim sprints, right? It's going to be like that montage they always put together for, like, the news. It's going to be that of, like, 
oh man. And this transitions me into my last question for the episode of when he's out there, he'll be wearing a either oh. new or updated logo. <laughs> and I need to know what are you going to be purchasing a M hat that nobody seems to like <laughs> or a slightly downgrade? I don't even know what the terminology uh just like less subtle TC hat. What is the 2023 uh, the, new logo this, preference? This is uh this is Woody where I I'm very thankful for what I've I've already established like here's my precedent. I wear one jersey that's representative of why I love the twins in terms of it's the one jersey I'm going to wear. And I have one twins hat in my locker already. And unlike other folks at this table, I usually avoid purchasing many other. And I've already made my one baseball hat purchase, which I'm wearing today to the podcast. That's true. Which I might – is that too terrible to wear to the club, like to a game if I have the Expos hat on as I have a Brad Radke jersey on. And I'm just like, you can't hurt me. You can't hurt me anymore. But here I am, hurt me away kind of thing. There, I'm just giving into every single trope. But I will not be purchasing any new Fair. Twins gear until uh, there's postseason gear. That's and then I usually make a super dumb purchase of like – 2000 whatever AL Central champions <laughs> bounce from the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I've got a couple hats laying around. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm running out of like actual teams I want to buy hats for. Uh, just again, side note that Dave obviously is very aware of for our softball team every year I buy a, yeah. a different team's yeah. hat. But like I've run on through all the teams I actually like, so now I'm just on the teams like eh, I don't really like this one either. Uh, I'm leaning towards the TC. I always like the TC over the old M. I always thought the old yeah. M just always like just screamed like get off my porch just old man like yeah vibes yeah. like i'm not I'm, again this is my thing for all the people that were hating on the, the new logos and the jerseys and stuff like they weren't awesome before like it wasn't like we were like going from these like super cool like it wasn't like we were like oregon and yeah. now all of a sudden we're like oregon state yeah. you know it's it was like we were kind of going from just like a these are there's some a little bit of tradition a little bit of like hey, we try to be modern all that stuff updating things that's great to just like Okay, we took out like an extra borderline of red. I'm not really, and and it was kind of the general feeling, and then everyone just kind of piled on, which is fair. But uh, I'm still figuring that out of of M or TC. I lean TC though. I think I've always leaned TC. Yeah, I I I would I would lean TC as well. I just I'm just kind of I I can't. I I I I immediately I had a I had a bad gut reaction to it. It might have been just like the place I was at. We're just gonna like. What's the point of this team in general <laughs> with Kyle Farmer as shortstop? Like, no, I refuse to go into this. Now I'm having to rethink all of that. So I I, I'd have to probably go the red, white, and blue TC one. Yeah. That's, yeah that's uh, always, but I think yeah. that's their alternate. And I also think what we had before for those alternates were much cooler. Yeah. And that's that's where I struggle with the most. Like, just bring back the creams uh, yeah. of uh, the Tomy just mashing yeah. bombs era. Uh, like, that, like they, were, they were crisp. They yeah. were amazing. Yeah, I know it's a little stayed, but – Fucking, it's it's like the Padres. Go back to the best colors you ever had. Yeah, I. That's, but again, maybe that's my. If not old man, get off my porch. At least remember when Brad Radke was the best thing we had. Uh, we twins all, fandom. We are almost back to, to back back to uh, a very similar time with uh, before before Carlos decided to sign on. But I think yeah, I think it's a good place to leave it now. We'll, we'll check back in as uh pitchers and catchers start to roll down to to fort myers and are we going to fort myers it's a good question 
We should figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're maybe. not at that level yeah. yet. <laughs> there, was, I mean, there was some thought before Correa was here, like maybe they just need some like extra, like just like camp arms or something. Because <laughs> it can't hurt. Shags and fly balls for him. But no, yeah, I've hit two forty-two and uh, two so, consecutive seasons yeah. of dropping ball softball. It's like, listen, if you you guys clearly aren't going to take this season serious, so like let's just <laughs> let's just trot us out there as well. It's kind of more than my thought process, but. uh yeah, for, for Dave, this is Woody. It's been Flyover Territory Podcast. We'll uh, catch you next time. Peace.